Hey, listen, I don't know if you've listened to other podcasts and you might enjoy a lot of them, but this one, you know, we like it pretty good and maybe you'll listen and like it too, but we hope that you have at least an okay time. There's a bug in there. We are on episode 11, but who's counting? I am. <clears throat> Sweet, me too. Um, I'm Steve, and I'm here with Carl. We are the hosts of OK Time. And last week, uh, we gave each other assignments to, of, um, in this case, records to listen to and have thoughts about throughout the week. And so Carl had, um, would you have? I had to listen to High on Fire's recent album, Electric, Electric Messiah. And I had um, Schizophonic's Land of the Living. I found me an upgrade. Found me an upgrade. Lady, I don't want you no more. I don't want you no more. Why don't ask me why. You drive a Camry. That's right, you drive a Camry. My new girl drives a Rolls Royce. I thought that we'd start today, if you don't mind, talking about something that I think either you or Ryan sent. Was Did Ryan send you the picture of the vape shop called Sad Boy? Um, yeah, Ryan did. Because I want to know, number one, where is that place at? And two, can we record a live episode there? <laughs> um, he didn't say, but um, he was happy to hear. I told him today that um, you... Uh, needed to tweet about it oh i tweeted about it it's my most popular tweet ever so i'm somehow for real had like 12 12 likes and like eight retweets or something i don't i think most of them were like vape bots oh is that a thing i guess but some of them i know for a fact are people like real people i just i get it i mean it's i said like this is branding i can identify with or something <laughs> did were, do you did you get the sense that the engagement was um, people that were in um, in on the joke? They realized that this was a ridiculous thing or were these like vape enthusiasts? I don't think that they were in on the joke or are necessarily big vapors. If that's or do you say vapists? I don't. That sounds worse. <laughs> I don't think that that's been established, but. I don't know that anyone wants to refer to themselves as a vapist. Vape men. <laughs> <laughs> None of those options are good. Well, I don't follow many vapists on Twitter, nor do I th think that a lot of vape men follow me or vapors, but I do think some vape bots automatically liked it. But I think just people could get behind the fact that it's like sad boy insert any any type of business is kind of funny it's to call your it's business so funny like that's an, that's the name you landed on <laughs> like i got the seed money from my mom and she's only gonna give it to me if i'm like am true to myself and my dreams so and everybody knows that i have always been and will always be sad boy no one was surprised when kyle started making money after high school and he named his business <laughs> after the way he's always been we've always knew him as the sad boy what's his name Kevin? Oh, Ky Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> I'm picturing Kyle in a trench coat. Kyle always walked the halls, you know, kept to himself. <laughs> um, he got he got voted most likely to be sad um, by the student body. So 
we're we're always a little worried about him. He's he's definitely a big time vapist. But, but then he just found his calling, and you know he spends all his free time at the shop and trying new vapors. I don't know what it is like to just go and hang out at a vape shop. I don't either. There's a hookah place um, up the street from my apartment that seems disgusting and sketchy. Hookah, I've been to. I've been to some unique hookah places before, and like. And a couple in China, and I could get behind hookah as a as a social thing, but okay, I'm uh, let me let me paint the picture a little bit clearer. Um, this place is like a college dorm room if you just painted the walls black, mm. that type of vibe. So it's got Santeria playing. <laughs> what, what's that? Oh, um, what's that? Sublime. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, if you didn't know what that song was. No, I don't think it's that bad, but it definitely looks like it was thrown together and it's dark and loud and smoky, vapey. Okay. Well, we don't need to go there, but I found Sad Boy Vape Lounge. This is at Front Street in Front Street in Philadelphia. It's Uh, on front, huh? Okay. Uh, okay. It's right by Tony, Tony Luke. Oh, that makes sense. All right. We're all, we're going to have to go there. What can a, a couple of, uh, wholesome characters like us get at a, do they have anything, they have candy or anything we could buy? I think we should let them like sponsor an episode, but not really by giving us any money or any vape gear. Just, I just want to hear them say, this is Kyle from sad boys vape shop on front street in Philadelphia. And we're happy to sponsor. Okay. Time, which is exactly the way your life will turn out if you are a vapist. I'm down. You do all the talking now. I'm not trying to I'm not talking to Kyle. Well, I'll just go in there and experience it first because I want to see how truly sad it is in there. <laughs> Speaking of sad boys, let's do our album reviews. Um, yeah, so I gave you uh, the newest High on Fire record. And, um, I don't remember it's, uh, I've been into that band for a long time. Not maybe on the second or third record I got, um, into it. And, um, it's just, um, gnarly, uh, speedy stonery mayhem. I'll tell you what it is. It's very brutal. It is, it okay. is brutal. My first reaction was like, is, is this too brutal for me? Perfect. That's kind of what I was, um, I, I was hoping that maybe this was pushing it a little bit. I, I mean, I've been to metal shows. I've been roommates with people at various times that were in metal bands and that were in, in scenes like this, but I always felt like metal was, or at least this sort of metal was a little bit inaccessible to me. And I, I appreciated parts of it, but there were just other parts where I was like, I don't know, man, I don't know if that's for me. <laughs> so that was my first reaction. I was like immediately, uh, shook by the album artwork as well, which is done for a reason. But like, are you looking at it too? I'm looking at it. It's, it's, I mean, it's like a, a figure walking up steps, presumably to what they think is going to be heaven or their sanctuary at, in the afterlife. But nope, surprise. It's like a crazy bearded ghoul guy. And he's like, no, no, no. You fucked up. I'm not looking at it, but I'm going to pull it up. I, I know I, um, I really liked it. And uh, John sent me 
a picture of it on uh, something. And he was like, just talking about how awesome the album art was. It's really, it's really intense. I'm looking at it in, from memory as uh, my computer turtles. And so the person who made it up there maybe was scared at first, but now they're clearly worshiping this, this, I don't know if it's a deity or a demon or some kind of beast, bearded beast with snake eyes and lizard skin without a nose. Oh yeah, there he is. Yeah. King, the king of brutality. I don't know. It looks like the sad boy from the vape shop. <laughs> it, <clears throat> I would not be surprised if um, this was a mural inside the vape shop. It should be. I mean, and this is something I appreciate about metal because it's hard for me to when I'm listening to music that is this intense and brutal to not laugh a little bit because metal in particular is one of those genres where the lyrics tend to be about whimsical lands and demons and, and death and all these things. And it, but it's, if you try to be too serious, like you end up coming <laughs> off like funny to me. So when I hear, hear them going so hard on like different things and there's songs called sanctioned annihilation and the witch and the Christ. I just, it makes me laugh a little bit as someone who joked about like Jesus in different scenarios. Like if he ran a bed and breakfast, like how much would he pay his staff and things like that? I think about probably 15 an hour. <laughs> At least. I mean, especially if the bed and breakfast is in Seattle or San Francisco, he would have to. Jesus Christ. Did you see your paycheck? <laughs> I know. So generous. Uh, so that like in the band name itself, High on Fire, you know, that's a very metal thing to do to like, like, cause you're thinking about Jesus or God on high in the clouds, but no, it's on fire. Oh no, it's on fire though. It might be, it might be the perfect band name. I don't think it gets better than High on Fire. No. And there's some really kind of just, you try too hard metal band names yeah. and we've all come across them and they all have t-shirts that look the same not maybe not high and fire but i think if you can distinguish yourself with an illustration that is this good you will move away from that but a lot of the metal bands i've seen and like smaller ones have the same font it's like squished together and like made to look like it's written on a coffin and with lightning around it and it's like <laughs> cool that's that's fucking brutal dude amazing just put a skull on it <laughs> like we didn't get it until you put the skull on it but so I listened to this album probably over the course of this past week, 10, 10 times. Oh, wow. And it's only nine, it's only nine tracks, but it's, it's a long nine tracks. It's, it's a 50 plus minutes. Yeah. Um, and as I listened to it more, it definitely felt more accessible. So I think because it is so harsh when you first listen to it and I, I haven't listened to high and fire before I've listened to music. You've listened to music before? I've listened to music this before, if you can believe it. <laughs> I've listened to metal that is this metal before, but again, it's not something that I seek out necessarily. Yeah. Or would, would be like, oh, they're playing. I better go to that show and then see if I can fit in. You'd be afraid that dude from the cover was going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> Scaring me at the, like, here's, where's your cover? And then that guy pops out and it's just some guy that, guy that works I there. definitely saw him at, um, the uh, Eastern State Penitentiary Halloween extravaganza. He was taking uh, tickets. Yeah, most people. And I think he works at the Crowfoot in Pontiac in Michigan. What is that? Crowfoot? It's a it's a place where a band, like bands like this that aren't as uh, prolific would oh, play. Oh, did you say in Pontiac? Or in Pontiac, Michigan. In, oh, yeah. in. Okay. 
I, I was I thought we were talking about a car dealership. No, no, no. You could listen to it in a Pontiac <laughs> Grand Am, though, for sure. So it did feel more accessible as I listened to it more, and I because I was taking it back at first, and it didn't feel like I was going to be able to get into it. I wanted to listen to it more to see if that would change, and it did change. But there were some songs that I wasn't as into as other ones. I probably was into six of the nine tracks. Um, and then there was, you know, three, nine minus six is three. If, if you, for all of you listeners that can't do simple math. Um, but the ones that I picked uh, were actually Sanction Annihilation, The Witch and the Christ and Pallid Mask. So I'm adding those. And those, one of like Sanction Annihilation is 10 minutes long uh, just by itself. So I, it, there's a lot happening there. You hear the double bass, which is pretty uh, specific to metal and when there's this much going on this fast and some of that like cheesy guitar bands that you also hear when you're listening to bands like this, like makes me laugh too, but they're all very, 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 very good at their instruments. And like, you can't play double bass pedal on your drums without like being a phenomenal drummer. And you can't do the things that the guitarist is doing. Greg Pike, that is uh, name Matt. Mike Matt, <laughs> Matt Pike. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Matt. Greg Pike uh, is not his name. Matt Pike. Greg Pike is the sad boy cousin. But like, there's all other things happening. There's three. Apparently, everybody in the band, there's three people. They're all singing backup vocals. But I don't know that. That I could not distinguish between the singing. I I listened to some of the lyrics. I don't. I assume that they were all about similar things, but. Uh, that wasn't a problem to me. I figured it was, there's probably some mention of the castle black from game of Thrones, <laughs> uh, demons on high burning the Christ, like the drowning dog, the godless heaven. Like I, I get all that. And I, I appreciate that a part of it. So I just wanted to find some songs that I did really enjoy. And, and those three were definitely ones that fell into that category. And there are some like stoner metal type riffs that I can get behind and like certain parts of a song, you know, when you go, maybe you never went and played golf ever, but sometimes if I would do that, I would have one shot that made me feel like, Oh, it wasn't a total waste. <laughs> so there's parts of a song where I, I really like, Oh yeah, I appreciate that. Um, so it, it was, it was enjoyable to try to get into it. Um, and I did read that this album was a tribute to Lemmy from Motorhead, which I found interesting. I don't know, oh, I didn't know that. why necessarily. I think people draw comparisons to him from Matt Pike uh, just because of his vocal style. Yeah, and I could I could see that. He also has another band called Sleep, which is more of a stoner metal. I've never listened to that band. Have you? Yeah. Um, that one may, that may be a little bit, um easier for you to get into because i think that um i think you tend to to dig stoner vibes yeah yeah but when you say it like that it sounds like <laughs> carl i mean you can't grasp the genius of this but it's not, not what i meant there's diff they're vastly different um vibes and for sure th that may fit easier into your preferences but it's weird because this this band i i listen to it and i feel like it would when would I, I'm not, I listen to this either in the car or if I'm making a really spicy salsa and want an extra bit of kick when I'm cutting up the habanero peppers, like this would be a good record to put or on, golfing. but or golfing. Yeah. But I can't put it on. I can't put the record on if I'm home with other people, you know? And then if I went to a, a metal show, I, I do feel like people would be like, Oh, he doesn't get it. 
Look at him. Look at him squirm. Look at him squirm. Let's all step on him with our boots, our Doc Merkins. It might happen. Let's stomp out the squirmy little wormy, boys. <laughs> what is it? What does it take a worm for a walk week? <laughs> Did your mommy let you out, you little worm? It still it feels a little bit more accessible to me than it did initially, but because I wasn't as into the whole album as I have been with other stuff we've talked about and reviewed, I gave it four out of five bugs. I know it stings to give something <laughs> that low of a score. Yeah, it really does. That's the uh, the baseline. Yeah, the producer mentioned to me, though, that it's just my reaction to it. It's not like my critical feedback to the band itself. It's just the way... Right, because we don't know how to do music criticism. Yeah, I can barely read. <laughs> we just know what we like. Yeah, and it, and I didn't dislike it. I just it doesn't feel as accessible to me as other things are like naturally. Right. But there were some th- like very standout moments and things that I did really like, namely those three songs, the album artwork, and imagining like everyday scenarios while the songs were playing, like somebody's putting fries into a the grease at a fast food restaurant or like paying at Wawa and like just imagining the song coming on. Yeah, that's, I'm, I feel good about that. I'm not uh, disappointed with your uh, experience. You can't disappoint me. What'd you say? I said it's, it's just not possible anyway. You can't disappoint me. Thanks dad. Uh, is, is this a good time to tell the audience that you're my dad? <laughs> Everybody knows that. Uh, here's my haiku. <clears throat> Ready? <laughs> Slippery steps. Whoops. Ouch. I didn't think I'd fall so damn far and fast. <laughs> There's a lot of, um. what's a name for a word like ouch? Is that an onomatopoeia? Kind of. I'd be lying if I remembered offhand what that word means. I think it's, unless I'm um, confusing it with another word, it's like when a word sounds like what it is, like squirt. yeah i think you're right um i feel like whoops i feel like your uh haikus have have those and they have um exclamation uh words you know um ah i'm really exploring the bounds of the what's possible pushing it pretty far i appreciate that so I'm, i'm pretty certain i went over my 10 minutes so sorry about Great, that. I only have 30 seconds um, prepared so I had to listen to the album Land of the Living by a band called the Schizophonics from San Diego um, two of uh, two of the three wait which record? Land of the that's not what you listen to. Uh, Land of the Living only available on Bandcamp, to my knowledge. They should they should put it on Spotify or or get it on there. Go big or go home. I first got into Schizophonics just by being in the similar music scene as them, and I met two of the three permanent members, Pat Beers and Letty Beers, um, husband and wife duo. Uh, it was at one of those things that you go to, like a conference in the local music scene specific what do we say speed dating um no it would various people in the music scene and they would like give you feedback on you would they had a demo review and then people and all these different panels and it was really really great and i drank a 40 in the bathroom wait this sounds weird i don't know about these it was called the san diego music thing and it was it's a it was a it still exists but it's a 
music festival in North Park in San Diego, but they had a day where it was a conference too. And you could go and they had different panels about like social media for bands and all these and like v- various topics like that. But the one part was a demo review. <laughs> and who would be and reviewing we, like uh, labels? No, like the people at the independent radio stations, like the DJs that were heavily involved in the music scene. And, you know, just to get feedback, if it was your first time recording your own uh, music and stuff. Um, But one of the other people, like people would shop out around their music, just other attendees. And you would like, we were trying to find a drummer at that time as well. But one of the guys I met on the porch of the, this old hotel called the Lafayette, which is where they held it. was like, you know, I thought he was like a squirrely looking guy moving around a lot. Like, Hey, hey, man, give me, here's my CD. And I was like, okay, dude. But it was, uh, it was Pat Beers and we listened to it and I thought it was really great and then uh, became good friends with them. So that was my first introduction to them, um, Pat and Letty. And then the bass player has always kind of revolved. Um, I know several friends that I've, that I still have, have been in the band as the bassist. And I, I don't know who the current mm. bassist is, but. Uh, Letty, that's a, it's a name I haven't heard before. Is that short for something? No, it's like, it's, she, pr- she pronounces it that way. And I, I always said Letty right. and she, she corrected me and I've, it's, it's still hard to say like, because in my mind, I always want to say Letty, but I'm, I've been trying consciously to say Letty in the way that she says it and that Pat says it just to be a better friend, you know, obviously, but it's, it's hard like words like that, like where you want to use a D sound instead of a T. Yeah. And it, it's just, I guess, because it's unfamiliar and it um probably mostly because it's unfamiliar it just doesn't uh roll out naturally so yeah it was cool to have um to listen to a record that you have a connection to the members um Mm -hmm. also the band camp thing uh although it made it less convenient it does add like this um exclusivity feeling like, Oh, not that many people are going to go to band camp to listen to this. So this is like a special thing and I have to have Wi-Fi to do this. Um, so that was kind of cool. And my first impression was, um, not really my, uh, genre, not a genre that I'm, uh, that I seek out, not a sound that, not that I've never been into it, but just not, not one that I'm particularly into right now. And Mm -hmm. like what stuck out right away was like, Oh, this, this band has a shtick. And I I was looking at pictures and I was like, Oh yeah, they look the part too. And I mean, it pretty quickly that wasn't, um, in the way or that, uh, it wasn't a bad thing. You know, it's like, I started thinking, well, what would it feel like if I listened to this and was like, okay, this is like seventies garage rock. And then I looked at pictures of them on the internet and they were like, they looked like rancid or, um, (laughs) they were wearing dockers and like a polo shirt, like that that would feel incongruous and, uh, inauthentic. So the, um, kind of look was a, um, what's the word? reinforced like this sound um Mm -hmm. so yeah got got past the initial discomfort being in a genre that i don't seek out and was just like man this is really cool energetic um 
and off like i don't know a lot about 70s rock and roll but if you uh put it on for me and we're like i just discovered this sick band from the 70s like i would not question that i'd be like yeah obviously this is from the 70s like it just sounds um authentic and maybe um maybe that's because i don't know that much about the genre and no actually you can tell it's from now because x y and z i don't know but to me it sounded old um the front uh pat is that the front man pat beers yeah um he just seems to have the perfect voice for that style of music it's like um just it's shredded just so like it's like Mm -hmm. you know it's um he's a great singer but uh for me i want a certain amount of like roughness with especially in this style of music roughness with the vocals and um they seem like they'd be i was i did watch a couple live videos but um i think you mentioned the uh, them having a really exciting live show and it seemed like it would be really fun to see this band um i uh some a new segment uh came to me something i want to try out which is uh good good times to listen to so here's uh ideal times to listen to this band while working on a car while drying your hair before going over to the rec center before going bowling in headphones while jumping a turnstile uh while cooking pasta or while playing mailbox baseball i think that most people go to schizophonic shows after having pasta yeah okay i like that segment a lot um I agree with what you said about the, like, if you didn't know there was a current band hearing them, you would, and I think that they draw most of their inspiration from that era and like MC5 and uh, parts, parts of uh, Iggy Pop and Hendrix, certainly Hendrix for sure. And that's what he, he gets inevitably compared to like an Iggy Pop, like Hendrix type figure because of his wild uh, dancing and stage persona and his guitar playing is really, really phenomenal. And sometimes he'll like bust out to into holding it with one hand and still playing. And it's, it's certainly a performance that you would enjoy, I think seeing live um, as I have many times. And yeah, so the songs that uh, stuck out to me, on to add to the mix are streets of heaven and hell uh red planet and put your weight in it Mm. i mean they were all like i would add any of the songs from this record to the mix um but something about the simplicity of a lot of their riffs were like super simple but there's this really nice repetition and kind of like um they seem to move as a unit like the whole uh band is doing serving like this one riff you know what i mean yeah and they're super tight as a as a a band they they've fine-tuned the their sound and their performances and uh the way they make music and perform to a t and that's because they play out more than i think any other band in san diego Mm -hmm. that i've been associated with or watch live or been friends with or seen a lot like they were playing out all of the time and that's really what you got to do to yeah some bands shy away from a lot of um shows in their hometown but it is a it is Mm -hmm. a great way to like who cares 
how many people show up, you might wear people out, but you're getting the more you play out, the better you get. Yeah. And I think there's so many random little venues in San Diego that I I feel like they started in a neighborhood called Claremont Mesa playing. I don't like they would just play some open mics maybe, but they just maybe had a, what's it called when you have a, a weekly spot at a place, uh, residency. Yeah. Residency. And they just hone their skills by doing that at smaller places. So, um, that's fun. Yeah. I think it's like when places do that with bands. Yeah. And it's great because they've, they've gotten more and more recognition and especially in San Diego, they've won, you know, some cities have their music awards or whatever. So, uh, they've won multiple San Diego music awards and are now, uh, bigger and better and well, more well-known and uh, outside of San Diego, which I'm like really happy for them. I, uh, I saw that when I was looking at videos of them on YouTube, I didn't, um, I didn't realize cities had uh, music awards and I saw that the San Diego, um, the awards and the, um, performance. Um, so I wrote a haiku wine in a Coke can singles night at the piss hole lonely salad days i like it sad boy hashtag sad boy hashtag okay time lonely times at the piss hole <laughs> singles night at the piss hole the piss hole was um the house where my friend lee lived in newark where um we pl- uh we had band practice and there were some shows there too it was just called the piss it was hole called the piss hole yeah and now it's um i don't know if there's anything on that land the house was torn down oh it's a shame i would i would like to walk by it you kids don't know that that used to be called the piss hole where you sleep <laughs> <laughs> oh man i just want to say too that letty and, and pat letty and pat let me stay at their house one night when i didn't have i lost my phone in san diego when on a trip back and they let me crash there so thank you so for for that and and solely for that i'm going to give this four bugs in there what would you have given if i didn't i, f- I forgot you weren't oh, done four. the only reason i'm it it was an awesome record great recommendation the only reason i am not fiving it is because i can't one i can't really own it at this time although Mm-hmm. I bet the record shop has vinyl and if, and next time I'm there, I would pick this up. So I just don't foresee it getting into my regular rotation right away. And I don't know that it would because of the style of music, but it, it, it might. So for, I think that's uh, I think that's fair. Yeah. Booyah. And I think you can, I think they're on a record label called pig, pig baby. Oh, they used to be on uh speedos label. Yeah, I don't know if they still. I know that they're still uh, homies with that guy, yeah. old John. So Pig Baby. I think it's called Pig Baby, and if you go to the records, to sh- the website, there's a guy or a gal that wears a pig mask and is called Boss Hog and gives out deals. It's an interesting coincidence because we did um, remember we considered Pig Baby as the name for this podcast. Pig Baby featuring Steve was what we were thinking about calling it. Yeah, it's too bad that we settled on OK Time because that's that does really slip down the ear hole. Lonely times at the ear hole. Brian told me that he had such a good time listening to the last episode that we might want to um, 
reconsider the disclaimer at the beginning. He was like, you know, I don't know that you have to warn people that they're only going to have an okay time. I had a great time. I appreciate that. It warms my little heart. He probably said it in the review too, but um, couldn't figure out how to uh, upload that, post that. <laughs> Again, Ryan, thank you for trying. And I appreciate, I, do, I sincerely appreciate your, your comments and, and thoughts. So thank you. And for sending us pictures of the Sad Boy Vape Lounge, which I now know exists and will be going to for whatever reason. Let's talk about songs of the week. Okay, you go. So we saw Yowler last week. As you will recall, you were there. Uh, Megan and Sarah were there too. I really, really loved that band. Um, the band leader, she it's kind of her band, right? Because yeah. before it was just yeah, her. Yeah, I think it was, it's kind of a solo project, but you know how those things go. Because she was at All Dogs, which Sarah talked about in a previous episode. So it's like her band, but she added the backing band for this record Mm -hmm. and um, for touring. And I think in the ways in which she used that, uh, those members of of the the band really, really were effective and added to the performance. But she was also able to just play by herself in in a more intimate way and uh, be really effective with like the kind of haunting ability of her vocals and the like that space i th- i thought was really really powerful yeah it was good so I'm, I'm adding where is where is my light yes which we talked about uh solid ad i'm also going to add a song that is related to that show the first the opener uh first opener from mm-hmm. um i forget his name michael somebody and the his project is called the goodbye party. I've been listening to that record and really enjoying it. And I want to add, um, one of the, there's, there's like some songs that are more atmospheric and sort of less, um, band oriented. And then there's some tracks that kind of sound like Americana. Like they remind me of, um, they don't sound like Tom Petty, but they have like a similar spirit to them. And this is one of those songs from that from a record called Silver Blues from 2015. The song's called uh, Disrepair. I like that you you won't back down and you're standing your ground with that pick. <laughs> oh, actually, I thought his his voice was uh, terrific really as well. Beautiful, yeah. Uh, was the th- Swanning was the second performer. Yeah, it was a, a really cool bill and and enjoyable from front to back yeah and, and it it i think we talked about it uh on slack or something or text but everybody kind of had a moment where they like hit hit a chord wrong or they hit their finger wasn't on the fret and it was like it kind of humanized the experience and made it, it reminded me that like, like performing is very accessible and even when people are super well rehearsed like that's just part of the show but like it doesn't matter you keep playing yeah it made me feel silly for wanting things to be so perfect all the time when I make them because, um, it added to, uh, feeling connected to it, to kind of see 
it flawed and um and still so good you know mistakes and all mm-hmm. maybe better i think sarah was saying like better because of the uh flaws like the way the way in which you make a pasta and you throw one of the pastas at the ceiling and they don't all stick <laughs> but the ones that do are still there and creating a a weird texture on the ceiling I know 11 episodes in and you're like, that's all the records I've ever heard, actually. I don't know of any other bands. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do your pick first and then I'm going to finalize mine in okay. my head? Um, I would like to assign uh, the Coat Hangers Suck My Shirt. Have you heard of the band? Or like, you know what a coat hanger is? Or uh, I use them to hang my clothes, my sensible work shirts. Mm-hmm. I've seen your work shirts. They're not that sensible. They're kind of zany. Uh, is it a is it a punk band or are they a punk band? Uh, uh, yeah, but um, I think you'll be surprised. That's um, yes, and um, and, and check no. it out. No, and and yes, but uh, it depends on what you what comes up when you in your mind when you hear this is a punk band, you know, that could mean so many different uh, things. It really could. sounds like a good one for you to me. So what do you think? I want you to listen to uh, a band called night beats self-titled from 2011. Oh, okay. Threw me a curveball there. Night beats like B E E T S. Yes. Not, no, not, not like, God damn it. (laughs) Not like the beat that grows from God's green earth on high on fire. What's the record called? It's B-E. Night Beat, self-titled, 2011. You got it. I've seen them. They're good. I'll decide. Okay, time is recorded in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and now in Newark, Delaware from the basement. It's produced by Sarah Taylor Cummings. If you want to, you should follow us on social media. Um, you can follow me, Carl Grashit, on all the social media places that you like to go on, especially YouTube at C-A-R-L-G-R-A-T-I-O-T. And you can follow Steve at Hareford on Instagram. If you'd like to get involved with a conversation on social media with us, use the hashtag SadBoy. We like that. <laughs> you can use hashtag SadBoy. O-Y or we the preferred version B-O-I. Um, if you want to leave us a review, we'd appreciate that on Apple or Google, any of those places. Five stars, it's the only option. One of the songs we used this week for the transition was the song Upgrade by Robert Lee Ball Jr., a.k.a. RLBJ Executive G's. You know what else is good? This outro music by the Hokkaido Concern from Newark, Delaware, and they're about as brutal as they come. Oh, yeah. And they've aged real well, like a nice bottle of spicy death metal ranch. Okay. How are we going to edit this down? We keep making these long, long ass episodes. <laughs> So what was it like growing up in Delaware for mm-hmm. you? Next question.